Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, the man behind the scenes, T-Bone, and my co-host, world champion in pork at the Jack Daniels World Invitational, and coincidentally, he is drinking Jack Daniels right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're going to go all in, go all in, Dave. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels. It is Andy Groneman. Uh, I'm just kidding about the. No, I look over here. Says you, my glass is a <laughs> solid color. It's not clear. You don't know what's in it. We got coming up on the show, Charles Cridlin, and he's from Wolf's Revenge Barbecue. He's got 26 grand championship win- wins, 26 reserve grand championships, four-time KCBS top 10 team of the year, and T-Bone He's done really well in Turkey, right? He's the man when it comes to Turkey right now. And this being November, it's all about Turkey. Turkey. Yep, it's all about Turkey. You can check out his website at wolfsrevengebbq.com. That's wolfsrevengebbq.com. And uh, Andy, we're going to be talking to him in the fourth segment about just Thanksgiving. I don't know, maybe because one thing about Turkey is the price is really high, so maybe we'll start talking ham or roast or Who knows? sides or we don't know. We're just putting Andy on the spot. Is what, what about tofurkey? Tofurkey is definitely not it's on, on the list, not on my table, but it's on a table somewhere. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to do some exploring in this area because no telling what's going to come up in the next three weeks. Well, I heard somebody say, and I I don't know if it was one of our guests or one of you guys that that a big turkey may go for a hundred dollars. Is what I heard. If if you Gosh, can find I it, hope not. if you can find it, yeah, that's what I heard. And that's, all right, I'm going to have to go actually look for turkeys right now. So you're going to have to leave the house and go to a grocery store. Is what you're saying, or or just leave the the studio? That is you know, investigative I, reporting right there. This this is like sixty T-Bone's minutes. T-Bone's got to we'll, unchain my leg. <laughs> we'll and we'll let send me a out. crew out with him <laughs> to make sure he doesn't run off. Hey everybody, Andy's left the house. <laughs> actually, actually I, I got to be. Spe- I specifically heard. Uh, whole turkeys, if you can find them, but breasts will be no problem. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, That's so weird. Like, okay. Well, right. Well, there's, That's one there's of the twice things. as many breasts as there are turkeys. So, And that's one of the things I was going to say. If a frozen breast is available, then we got lots of stuff we can do. Well, let me, let me ask you this as a single guy. Is there like a, a chicken breast that I could get that would be like the perfect size for the main meal and then leftovers the next couple of days. I'd get a turkey breast. Right, that's what I'm saying because okay. that's all I like to eat. Okay, well you said chicken breast, so well, I just I assumed. Chicken? Yeah, yes, you've already did. moved on from turkey to chicken. Dave. As you pointed out before we went on the air live, uh, you don't pay attention to us, and apparently you don't pay attention to yourself. I don't. Either. I really don't. I'm, I'm used to. I'm used to. You know, when you talk into your phone and it dictates. There is times I put things in there and I go, did I really say that? Because I don't think that's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. Siri Siri has an evil uh, 
<laughs> evil twist that she'll put on things in my phone. Because I'm like, I talk for a living, and sometimes Siri's like, no, that's not what you said. I'm like, that's weird. I, I do the exact same thing writing when when I do emails. And, oh. And my executive producer, when I was doing the television show, would just cringe anytime he heard that I sent an email to somebody because <laughs> words would disappear. I have other learned. Words would show up. I have learned on emails, even just friends, but especially business related. I have to go back and read it very carefully because I will. I'll get done with it and I think, oh, it's fine, and I'm about to hit send. I go, well, maybe I'll glance Auto-correct at it. Autocorrect is a bear. Autocorrect will take a word that is the proper word to be in that email and change it to something completely different. Yes. Because it thinks that you want a different word there. So as you're typing, even though you're typing the right word, it changes it. Right. I go back all the time and have like mood instead of moon or <laughs> and just weird stuff like that. Yeah, I hate or, autocorrect. Or sometimes I will type in turkey and it types in chicken. I don't know how that happened. Oh, that was, yeah, it's yeah. probably what happened poultry. in your notes. It's what happened in my yeah, notes. It's your, it's your poultry <laughs> setting. If you move the radio button to not generic poultry, it'd be so, fun. So uh, bef- before we get into the Ask Andy segment, I'm going to ask you, speaking of chicken breast, single guy like me, about what size, how many pounds, uh, um, um, four pounds? Well, yeah, yeah, get it like a four pound. And do they make them that size? Yeah, sure. And and they're frozen? Yeah. Okay, so I put it in the refrigerator. Okay, put it in the and freezer. And it might be six pounds, but by the time you cook it and take it off the bone and do all of that stuff, okay, it'll be four pounds. So I put it in the freezer, and let's say I have a six-pound one. How long should I put it in the refrigerator before Thanksgiving to, to thaw it out mm, properly? Probably a day. Okay. One day, maybe two days. Depends on how cold your fridge is. And if, it's, if it thaws out a little early, that's not a big deal. No. Because it's still in the fine. fridge. Yeah, you'll okay, be fine. Cool. It's below right. 40. Well, thank you. That was my own personalized Ask Andy segment. So now we'll do. I, I was going to say, I was about ready to jot that down and repeat you word for word. <laughs> now we have the official Ask Andy segment sponsored by our November barbecue sauce of the month. Smoke on Wheels Barbecue Marinade. This award-winning marinade will make your grilling the envy of the block. Developed to win barbecue contests. Take advantage of this marinade to make your chicken, steaks, chops, and kebabs. I love food on a stick. Sing with flavor. And by the way, I looked it up and they got the half gallon jug now. You you have the half gallon. This is your product, the half and, gallon jug. And it is great on turkey. Well, one of the recipes we're going to talk about has it on turkey. Don't get the bottle. Get the whole jug, half gallon jug. I was just wondering, will it make the neighbors jump the fence? And No, that's only at All Things Barbecue. Oh, okay. But All right. you can get his sauce at All Things Barbecue, which will get the neighbors to jump the fence. That's right. In other words, we're going to have the neighbors stalk you because of your barbecuing. And again, get that at All Things Barbecue, atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do you got for our official Ask Andy question? From Charles Carty in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes, sir. Andy, I am told by a trusted source... The internet? What? (laughs) I didn't say nothing to him. I am told by a trusted source that all charcoal is not created equal. Okay. Well, right? Well, that that narrows it down. That's true. (laughs) But here's the thing, and I I think I very rarely comment, but this is a great question. What is the difference and how do you tell? That is a good question. All right. So first and foremost, there's two kind of core kinds of charcoal, lump charcoal and briquettes. Mm -hmm. Lump charcoal is actually chunks of wood that have been burnt down 
and are now essentially vacked off and able to burnish charcoal so it's not pieces of wood anymore. And then there are briquettes, which are sawdust that is compressed into charcoal. And then there's a couple of different ways you can do that. So like your regular old, you know, blue bag Kingsford or, or some of your other what I'd call entry briquettes, they use paraffin to bind the sawdust. So when you start those charcoal, whether you're using a chimney or putting lighter fluid on it, you'll notice little bubbles of white that come out and you'll get that waxy smell when ah. it's first starting. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a clean paraffin. It's But that could be imparted into your food if you started cooking with it too early. Um, but the wax holds it together and also kind of gives it a nice even start. The better way to produce charcoal is to just use uh, the natural compression of the charcoal itself and any lignin that is left in the wood to hold it together. Or, you know, sometimes they even use just a touch of starch or something to compress and hold it together. And you'll see brands that tell you that they do that, that there's no fillers or binders. Um, but you've got, those are the the kind of three basic things. So lump versus briquette. And then how high a quality of briquette do you want? Do you want it made out of a certain kind of sawdust or, or, you know, because <laughs> there's only the hickory, finest hickory. Sawdust. Well, there's hickory briquettes and oak briquettes. And I want so my sawdust yeah. from Beverly Hills is where I want my from. <laughs> you want coconut extruded charcoal, which is a whole nother topic. Well, thanks, Charles from Fort Wayne. Excellent question. In fact, we need to expand on that sometime soon because that, that was a really good answer. Uh, and you're going to get the November barbecue sauce of the month. Smoke on wheels, barbecue marinade. Up next, Charles Cridlin right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Whether you're entertaining in the backyard or catering for a thousand, Holstein Manufacturing, home of the famous Maxi Barbecue Grills, has the charcoal or gas grill for you. All grills are made with either heavy 14-gauge steel or 304-grade stainless steel and, yes, NSF approved. They're so versatile, you could cook a five-course dinner on them. To view their products and to see them in action, go to HolsteinMFG.com. Darren says if you have a special need or idea, Holstein Manufacturing can make it happen. Check them out on HolsteinMFG.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kyans, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Gronem. And our guest this week is Charles Gridlin. He's Wolf's Revenge Barbecue. He's got 27 Grand Champion wins, 32 Reserve Grand Championships, four-time KCBS Top 10 Team of the Year. And most importantly, because it's turkey time, it's Thanksgiving season, he is the num- num- two-time, I'm sorry, two-time Turkey Smoke Team of the Year. And you can check it out at wolfsrevengebbq.com. That's wolfsrevengebbq.com. Charles, how are you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me along. Well, appreciate it. You uh, Off the air, I asked you where you're at. You're in Virginia. I am. A uh, little uh, Henrico County, which is just west of uh, Richmond. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we love having everybody all over the country on and talking about different kinds of barbecue. And of course, you being the turkey champion guy and it being Thanksgiving, you have this wonderful story I wanted to kick off with about how every Thanksgiving you smoke a turkey and then your mom cooks a turkey traditionally and you kind of a little competition there. 
Uh, uh, <clears throat> yes, very little competition between us. You know, you don't want to ruffle, <laughs> no pun intended. You don't want to ruffle mom's feathers. So, uh, in our in my house, I I'm the one that hosts Thanksgiving. My family comes over, and I turn the kitchen over to my mom. She does the traditional, probably an eighteen to twenty pound bird. Uh, she stuffs it. She puts it in the oven in an oven bag, and uh, she does magic with it. Uh, whatever the oven bag does. Uh, makes for a really nice crispy skin on the outside. But, you know, I, I got to stay true to my um, competition heritage and I have to smoke. And I got to say that, you know, over the years, I've had to make a lot of adjustments because my family uh, has always leaned towards a traditional turkey. The smoke, the first turkey I smoked, it was pretty heavily smoked and uh, didn't go over well. How we judge the competition at the end of the Thanksgiving where all the leftovers come together. If there's a lot of one bird left in the other, uh, we know somebody met their mark. <laughs> <laughs> how, how big is the bird you usually smoke? I do a smaller one, probably more like 14 pounds. And that's, that is what I would I always suggest to people is to go with the smaller bird because it'll cook more evenly. Uh, it's just, would, you, would you suggest two smaller birds as opposed to one big bird when you're smoking? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other cool thing about doing that, and it, it's just purely a presentation thing, you can leave one hole as a centerpiece and bust into it after you've gotten through the entire one that you've parted out and put on the platter. So you can have that nice Norman Rockwell look going <laughs> while you're still serving so i usually do like two 14 pounders or two 12 12 to 14 pounders yeah that's a great way to do it and you're right mom can never lose we can't you can't let mom lose <laughs> she's got a lot more experience than i do but i have to say over the years i've made some adjustments and one of the things that i found that i need to do for starters is to cover my uh, bird when it gets a good cult color so i uh, let's go through the process so first i uh, the, bir the bird is thawed, uh, and I rub it with uh, peanut oil uh, or olive oil. You can use either one. And I apply one of my rubs, the same one uh, rub that I use in competition, uh, to uh, give that uh, skin some flavor. I also inject, and I'll go through my injection if you guys are curious in a little bit, uh, because I think it's going to floor you. But uh, it's done really well for me over the years. I don't use it now, but back in uh, I've been very successful with it. Yeah. And uh, when I'm cooking it, I look for the bird to get a specific color. You know, when it looks, it looks done, but you know, it's not. And then I cover it really tightly with aluminum foil and continue to cook it that way. And you were talking about uh, getting this even cook. One of the things that I found, this is a little competition secret, that as the bird's cooking, I want to get the dark meat, uh, the thighs and that lower section uh, up to about 180, 182 somewhere in that ballpark range, but I don't want the white meat to get much over 165. So while the bird is covered, if you have the breast meat up, I found that you can take a, a paper towel, put it over top of the aluminum foil that's touching, you know, covering the breast meat and spray that with water uh, because convective cooling will keep that breast meat at a lower temperature than the uh, thigh meat that's cooking at the bottom. And if you're cooking on something, say like a drum where you're getting your heat from the bottom anyway, uh, you can uh, have a uh, turkey that's 165 degrees in the breast meat and yeah. 180 degrees in the thigh meat, and it works really well. Yeah, that it would, takes practice. It, it would act really well. just like sweat on your skin as that paper towel loses its moisture. It's evaporating, going from liquid to a gaseous state, takes energy, and it absorbs the energy that would be cooking the meat. So that evaporative cooling creates that nice little bit of 
gap on your cooking process and you could yeah you could definitely do that that's great good tip that's a that's a tip by the way we've been i don't know how many shows we've done about turkeys a ton never heard that tip before and that that you're giving out a big secret there but we'll take it Charles. (laughs) i just done with cooking competition briskets everybody wants to know how i get the brisket from one side to the other even you know when the thickness isn't even all the way across and if I see, you know, the edges of my brisket getting a little hot, uh, I'll just put a damp paper towel over top of it and it'll pull five degrees out of that brisket really quick. So then I started applying it to my turkey and it was like, oh, hey, look at this. It kind of just works. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, from a heat perspective, that works amazingly well to kind of keep that breast meat a little safer. And obviously, if you're putting it up on top and your heat is coming from below, you don't have that radiant heat hammering it either. So it works great. Um, so we're talking with Charles Cridlin. We got about three minutes left and I wanted to hit on, you know, you just, uh, I believe locked in team of the year for, for Turkey smoke for the second year last weekend, right? Uh, that is correct. Uh, the, the results have not been announced. It's the, but the end of the year was this past weekend and I've gotten a few emails, uh, con- confirming, but you know, until KCBS comes out and announces it officially, we have to say that, you know, they got to do their audits. And so we'll wait for them to do their audits. So unoff- unofficially, am, but point un- by points race, you're good. <laughs> uh, by points, I blew the doors off of them. And yeah. I'm very fortunate to have done that. <laughs> so what, uh, what do you do special that get, was able to give you such a points advantage? Obviously, you've got the, the, the tip you just shared. But what, let's talk real quickly about what you do special to get that advantage. In the last two minutes here. For, for the first, you have to absolutely nail tenderness on turkey. I use the same rubs that we use for our chicken. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I wouldn't say that it's anything special. It's kind of middle of the road when it comes to sweet and savory. Uh, and uh, the aromatics and, are things that are in the rub. But I'm really careful how I cook it. So when I trim that turkey down, I trim it into a log and roll it up. Well, I, I, actually, I said I lay it out. I hit it with a jacquard, I roll it up and truss it so it's uh, nice and round and even shaped so it's going to cook evenly. And uh, I cook it to a temperature of, when I pull it off the smoker, it's reaching uh, about 158 to 160 degrees. When it comes off the smoker, I pull it aside, I set it down and I wrap it in towels and I watch that uh, chef alarm uh, for it to hit 165. The minute it hits 160, or I should say the second that it hits I open up the foil and release the energy off of that to stop it cooking. I don't want carryover cooking to take it over anymore because white meat really degrades quickly. And that's what we're cooking. We're cooking breast meat. So after we've, uh, you know, Charles, Charles, I'm going to interrupt you right there because we're almost out of time on this segment, but we're going to carry this over. This is, this is a cooking class. that's just really well done. We're talking with Charles Cridlin. He is Wolf's Revenge BBQ.com and they are the two time Turkey smoke team of the year. And of course, Thanksgiving right around the corner. So we're talking Turkey and more Turkey coming up next with Charles Cridlin right here on barbecue radio network. Let's face it, events can get boring, attendees get restless. Didn't anyone think about entertainment? 
Now you can be the hero when you book Dave Caius of Barbecue Radio Network. His clean comedy will make you the hero of your event. Interested in something a little more edgy? Dave can perform his adult-rated show at bars and comedy clubs. Just go to davidstandup.com. That's davidstandup.com. Be a hero. Do it today. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. Our guest this week is Charles Cridlin. He is Wolf's Revenge Barbecue with 27 Grand Champion wins, 32 Reserve Grand Championships, four-time KCBS Top 10 Team of the Year, and most importantly, the two-time Turkey Smoke Team of the Year. And you can check out his website at wolfsrevengebbq.com. Again, Charles Cridlin. And uh, Andy, we we were kind of in the middle of... Your- yeah, we want to pick right back yes. up on that turkey process. All right. So at a contest, they give you a turkey breast. Uh, uh, when I get it, I uh, will unroll it uh, out of the pack. I will use a knife and fillet it or butterfly it uh, so that I get it uh, an even thickness, probably about an inch thick all the way across, and I'll cut it so I can roll it. Uh, Then I will use a jacquard, and I will mechanically roll it back up. And once I've rolled it back up, I'll use twine to truss it up so it's got a nice even shape. It's going to look like a log uh, from one side to the other. And that's going to help me cook it even from one side to the other. If I'm not cooking the turkey breast there, uh, that they pr- provide me. Uh, the rules do allow us uh, to uh, bring our own turkey as long as it's not seasoned. And I will use turkey tenders. I will tell you, you can find those in the grocery store. And if uh, you are not cooking for a large family and you want something uh, that's going to be juicy and tender and easy to cook, uh, especially on the grill, grocery stores uh, have turkey tenders there uh, in packages and uh, they work well for smaller meals. And are those typically, do they pre-enhance those or can you find them that haven't already been pumped? I don't think that I've gotten anything this year that has not been pumped with at least 18% retained moisture, water, you know, whatever yeah. that they put in there. Uh, under the uh, under the rules, as long as it's done from the manufacturer, it's allowed. Uh, but if they provide for us on site, it's usually all been enhanced in one way or the other. Yep. And Turkey needs it. Oh, absolutely it does. So uh, we've got we've got it all rolled up. And uh, depending upon whether cooking it in the smoker or on the grill, if I'm cooking it on the grill, I'll put them in a small loaf pan with a half a stick of butter. And I use a double boiler. So you've got a small pan with the turkey in it, got a little butter. Uh, it's been seasoned with our barbecue rub. Uh, we're going to put it over. Uh, the grill is set to about 300 degrees. We only cook over charcoal. And Royal well, Oak, if I'm allowed to say that, uh, and while it's cooking, uh, there's it's a double boiler. So you've got a, a larger pan with water in it, the smaller pan, and that ensures that we're not getting too much uh, direct radiant heat coming off of the coals and helps it cook nice and even. I will shoot for about 125 degrees before I cover it really, really tight with aluminum foil and carry it up to 160 degrees, uh, <clears throat> sometimes 158. Depends on how uh, hot the uh, grill is uh, going because I know I'm going to get five to seven, five to seven degrees of carryover cooking. So let's say it hits 158. Go ahead. And in that pan, 
uh, are you worried about the skin at all, or have you done away with the skin and you've just got the breast in there, or have you rewrapped it in the skin? Uh, they usually don't have the skin on the turkey that we get uh, from uh, the, uh, from the organizer, or just, you know, if we're doing the uh, turkey tenderloins, they don't have the skin on them. So got I it. always endless. Uh, at a competition, if you're going to cook something to 165 degrees, uh, it's really hard to get the skin to uh, render where it's Correct. Be That's nice. what my question was going to be. So if there's no skin, I don't need to <laughs> worry yeah. about it. Yeah, we uh, uh, skin. Uh, I've played around with it once or twice trying to get it. You really need some high heat to maybe either crispen the skin uh, or do some crazy things to get it so it's nice and bite through. The last thing I want is for a judge to take a bite of what our turn in is and to you know end up with a mouthful of skin that she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get rid of the skin, make it easy. But okay, so back to carryover cooking. Uh, so uh, 100, let's say we take it to 158 degrees. It comes out of the uh, water bath uh, that I was talking about, the double boiler, goes in, I wrap it in towels, and I watch that thermometer like a hawk until it hits 165. Once it hits 165, I unwrap it from the towels. I uh, open one edge of the aluminum foil, release some steam for about 30 to 45 seconds to release that energy from cooking, and it doesn't carry over much further from there. The second part of the cook is what I call resting. I do like to have some time for that turkey to, you know, once I know the temperature's not climbing anymore, I'm going to wrap it back in the towel and I'm going to let it rest until it's time to start cutting it up because I want those juices to redistribute inside there and uh, it makes for a much more pleasant eat. And what's your ideal rest time when you're able to do that? Uh, if I don't have a preheated Cambrose, when I say preheated, uh, you know, we'll take a pizza stone out of the smoker and put it in there to warm it up and keep it warm. I don't want the temperature to drop below 135. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Do you figure on 30 minutes of rest time or do you like to go longer, an hour? What's your... I, for, for if it's just the turkey breast, um, I want probably maybe 10 minutes. I've never done more than 25 or 30, uh, but that's in a competition setting. Here at the house, when mom and I are doing our you know, <laughs> little work, uh, that turkey might uh, sit for as much as an hour, but it's a much bigger bird. At 14 pounds, it's got more thermal mass. Uh, it's got more juices to redistribute. Uh, so I'm very comfortable with it resting for an hour, maybe hour and a half. Again, I drop below 135. And you're doing everything you can to beat mom. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to hold my own against mom. <laughs> we are, we are, the goal is not to beat mom. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so by the way, I think I'm going to add a new uh, word to our drinking game. Uh, one of them's been thermometer, which you've not actually said, Charles, and you've danced around it because you keep talking temperature. But when you said the word butter, I'm adding butter now to the, our drinking game. There's now four things. If somebody says butter, people have to take a drink. Okay. Why not? I mean, it's butter. <laughs> we if we do that. We might need Uber as a sponsor. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, we we've just got a few minutes left. Um, any kind of uh, quick side dishes that you could run by us real quick for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I've got one that does become a family favorite, and I call it calabacitas. Uh, it's a squash casserole, and it's actually pretty easy to make. Uh, if you get a one zucchini, one squash. Get yourself some pica de gallo uh, from, you know, the deli fresh that uh, comes in, what, the 16-ounce container. Yep. Uh, you want a, um, a Mexican blend of shredded cheese 
and some Rotel tomatoes. Uh, slice the squash up uh, and the zucchini about an eighth of an inch thick. Uh, put one layer in the bottom of a greased pan. Uh, put uh, some of the tomatoes down oh, uh, and white corn. Uh, white corn out of a can or frozen uh, is just fine. Uh, put some corn down, put some cheese, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of cumin. Then follow with another layer, just like you're making lasagna, but this time you're going to use squash, then the tomatoes, then you keep building those layers up until uh, you end up with the final layer of, doesn't matter whether it's squash or zucchini, put that in and bake it uh, at uh, 325 degrees until you start seeing a lot of the moisture coming out of the squash. Uh, probably at least you know 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon how thick that you've made this dish. And then at the end, you want to cover it with cheese on the top and put it underneath a uh, broiler to uh, give that cheese some color. It cuts like lasagna. It's kind of like a squash lasagna, if you will, but the flavors of it are just amazing. And for whatever reason, my family, uh, I, I cook it on the smoker, so it's got a little bit of smoke component in there. And my family's really taken to it. Well, why not? That just sounds delicious. And all those layers, my gosh. And to go with your turkey, that's just perfect. Uh, again, we've been talking with Charles Cridlin. He's Wolf, Wolf's Revenge Barbecue with 27 Grand Champion wins, 32 Reserve Grand Championships. He's four-time KCBS Top 10 Team of the Year. And, of course, go check out his website, website which is wolfsrevengebbq.com. And more importantly, we've been talking turkey for Thanksgiving, and he is the two-time Turkey Smoke Team of the Year. Charles, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate your time and, and walking people through uh, a barbecue lessons on turkey. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Charles. And coming up next, we're going to be talking to Andy more about Thanksgiving ideas. Coming up next as we're talking Thanksgiving dinner right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits has the wood-burning barbecue pits, both commercial and now residential smokers. Again, check them out, oldhickorypits.com. And as always, please go out and support your local barbecue joints. I did it last weekend because that's what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm a self-sacrificing human being. And was it yummy? It was always <laughs> yummy. It's barbecue. That's not what he said off the air. That's what I said on the air. So at, <laughs> if you're ever in Cannon City, Colorado, some of the most beautiful parts of our country, check out Battleborn Barbecue. That's B-O-R-N-E over on South 9th Street. You can check out their website, Battleborn 
BBQ.com. I would suggest the half whole chicken, which just sounds weird to say a half whole chicken. Is that does that make sense, Andy? A half whole chicken. It's it on the menu. It said half whole chicken. I bet there was a a slash. I don't know. I don't. Maybe see. that was supposed to be maybe, like you maybe. can get a half or a whole chicken. It it's just, like going to El Pollo Rey here in town. You get a half chicken or you get a whole chicken. Those are your options. Well, this said a half whole chicken, so that's what I wrote down. <laughs> it well, could be just go. because they they used to be half chicken, and people would always ask. So now, is is that a half of, of a, a whole, whole chicken? <laughs> anyway, go over to Battleborn Barbecue and tell them that we argued about their chicken on the radio. And when you're in Cannon City, Colorado, be sure to listen to us at KRLN. 1400 a.m. Thanks so much for carrying Barbecue Radio Network. It's only half an argument. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I half won. So time now to turn our attention to our co-host, Annie Groneman, the New York State Empire Cup champion in seven events throughout the state of New York. Uh, Does that include Buffalo, which kind of has the best team in NFL right now? It did not include Buffalo, but it included Boston Hills, which is just outside of Buffalo. Was it winter? Yes. Well, no, not then it wasn't. I used to have a DJ that worked for me in Topeka that he came there. His wife got transferred and all I would do, every time I'd see him, because it wouldn't be very I want him to tell me stories about winter in Buffalo because it's so brutal up there. It is. I, I don't know that I'd want to be there. I don't know how they do it. God bless them. I, 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 I whine about Midwestern winners, but I can't imagine up there. And now it's time for our All Things Barbecue Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors, what? Hopping over the fence. Hopping, hopping, hopping. over the fence to get a taste. And you can get fired up at their website, which is AT bbq.com andy what do you have this week for our product spotlight all right so we've been easing our way into the holidays and starting to talk about turkey so we've covered getting the seasonings and the flavor kits and going and watching chef tom on the sauce Mm -hmm. or on the youtube channel for all things right and then we talked about getting the right shears and knives and all that so that you can you know prep your turkey properly and doing that well, once you get the thing cooked, now you need the right cutting board. So you see how I'm doing this? We're just layering, <laughs> layering the holiday products in T-Bone, there. T-Bone, he so, thinks more say, than we think. We, he he's getting us ready for Thanksgiving. He's getting us ready for Thanksgiving. So you want to have that nice big carving board for your bird. You want it to look great. You want it to hold and, and everything to fit on the board. Mm-hmm. So there's... For me, it's a booze block. Like I've got John Booze is a uh, a woodworker that he makes countertops, cutting boards, all of that. So you can get like a maple or cherry booze block is a great uh, cutting board to have. But there's some cool other ones too. There's J.K. Adams has some, uh, and then there's also bamboo cutting boards. Bamboo is is probably the most um, Oh, environmentally friendly because it's a renewable resource okay. and all that. It's also very hard, so it makes a great cutting board surface, right. and it's it's not permeable to water uh, as much as, as wood is, so it's a little bit lower maintenance than a wood cutting board as well. But you could get like a 20-inch bamboo board, which would be great. Um, but All Things has all of those, so if you go to All Things Barbecue and you hit their um, accessory section and just type in carving or cutting board, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. Very nice. Now, now here's a Ask Andy question. 
So when you have those and you've used the board, what's the best way to, to clean them for the next time so that you know they're sanitary and ready to go? So you can definitely use soap and water okay. on a cutting board. Ideally, before you've cut on it, it's already been properly oiled and right. kind of ready to go. So it's going to repel water anyway, but that soap will make sure you get all of the the you know dirt and nasty right. stuff off of it. And you can just give it a good scrub and rinse and then just re-oil it uh, with some mystery oil from booze or with a nice board cream. Again, those are all mineral oils that are food safe, and your board will be in excellent shape and ready for the next Perfect, round. perfect. Well, getting everybody ready for Thanksgiving. And again, you can get those products at All Things Barbecue, which is atbbq.com. And since we are in November, and now we're hitting up Andy with more and more things, uh, Andy... Kind of, you know, we, we talked with Charles all about a whole bunch of turkey. That was, a, if, if you haven't listened, it was fantastic. We're also going to have a bonus segment on our podcast. But what, what other kind of things are you thinking about for Thanksgiving? Because maybe not everybody's going to go turkey. And, we, and you can talk sides, yeah. you can talk main dish, whatever, whatever comes to Andy's mind. So, so first and foremost, I just got to say, uh, Charles gave out some phenomenal oh. Tips. really did so definitely uh if you didn't write them down because you're driving and listening or you're getting ready go back to the podcast and write down some of the tips mm-hmm. he gave because they are spot on uh and it's like what we like to talk about in the classes that that i teach and things those are some great tips uh for the bird he also gave us his calabacitas recipe which is a great side dish but that got me thinking and you know it's dangerous when I think, Dave. Especially when he's um, got Jack Daniels on him. <laughs> I wish I had Jack Daniels on me. I'd say butter four times right now, Dave. <laughs> Let me tell you, you added it. I'm Now I can just throw it in there. So, Excuse me, I have an got, errand to run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and like I said, if Uber's looking to sponsor anybody. Um, so it got me thinking, you know, great fall dishes great fall vegetables that mm-hmm. are abundant right now and in season and butternut squash is okay. phenomenal so i always love to have squash and yams and things like that as as part of the side dishes and we do a great sweet potato souffle that is uh it's my wife's uncle larry's recipe okay it is phenomenal it's like he's talking about the recipes that mom has and everybody does not drunk uncle larry just no uncle larry. No, okay. no no just uncle larry <laughs> and he's a phenomenal cook and that's probably one of my favorite things that he's ever made and you know you show up to the holiday dinner uh when we were you know 20 plus years ago and we were dating mm. And it's like, holy cow, this is amazing. And he shares the recipes. That's what he does. So that's there. But a great butternut squash recipe. And again, if you've got the cooker fired up, you can just take that squash and cut it in half right down the center. Super simple. Scoop out all of the seeds and everything out of the little base. And then just a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper. And then I like to just brush it with a little bit of maple syrup and cinnamon. And I'll put it flesh down onto a uh, piece of parchment on a cookie sheet and drop it in the pit at 350 for an hour and just get that completely roasted up. It'll take on a little bit of that smoke. And then you can cube that up right out of the, the cooker and either serve it as a, uh, as a mashed type of a squash. Right. You can mash that up. You can take the cubes and just throw them in a pan and let them char a little bit. 
and just serve that almost like a uh, like a country style hash brown, but it's squash instead. Phenomenally easy way to cook it. Less than an hour in the cooker while you're already cooking other stuff. You just cut it in half. A little bit, and of, it's a healthy alternative. And it's too. a healthy alternative yeah. to some other dishes. Because you know you're going to be gorging yourself on Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. so got to get something healthy in there to keep the cardiologist happy. <laughs> now, I saw this. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ask Andy. So I've and this is like your fifth one day. I know totally- we're almost out of time, but I've seen when you're scooping out to use one of those sorbet, like an ice cream scooper, only smaller. Is that something good to scoop that out the seeds out with? Did I hit? I've never tried that. Oh! I've used the sort a sort. He's not saying scooper. it'll work. Oh. I mean, you can <laughs> use it. Oh, you mean like a like a cookie dough scooper? Yeah, one or of the little ones. Oh, to yeah, scoop yeah. Out you the can seeds. do that. Yeah, you can absolutely do that. It works. Yeah, thank you. for Sorry, I was thinking of a, like a dough scooper, a sorbet scooper. Be I've sh- never heard. It's of it. so neat when Dave impresses himself. And be sure to tune in next week for the Ask Dave segment. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, you've been asking me enough, <laughs> so I think we should have that. Anyway, we want to get- do it. Let's, you and I need to talk. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do an Ask Dave. No, no, we're not going to ruin this show. We've worked too hard. Uh, We want to thank, again, Charles Cridlin for being on the show. You can check out his website, wolfsrevengebbq.com. And if you're listening on podcast form, stick around. we got a bonus segment with a couple of secrets here on Barbecue Radio Network. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. And welcome to a bonus segment of Barbecue Radio Network. If you're listening to our podcast, you get to get these now and then that you can't get on the radio. And we're still speaking with Charles Gridlin, and he's Wolf's Revenge Barbecue, all kinds of championships, most importantly, two-time Turkey Smoke Team of the Year. You can check out Charles's website, which is Wolf's Revenge bbq.com and of course i had to i had to interrupt in our last segment on the radio and then we got done and charles went well i had two secrets i was going to tell you guys but dave well and and you he did say butter and that's you, kind of a trigger word for you dave <laughs> I, you say butter i'm gone uh, man. eyes glaze over i worked with louis anderson and it was the same way i learned that from louis anderson but so anyway give us a couple of those secrets you wanted to tell us charles well, you know, it's about time, you know, we share some of the things that we do when we're successful out there in the competition circuit. And for those of uh, your listeners that are listening to the podcast, I will tell you that uh, the first year that we did, uh, we uh, that's typically uh, the format that we choose when we uh, cut our turkey breasts up and make a little sandwiches out of them. Uh, the first year we did a turkey BLT, uh, uh, cherry wood smoked bacon, Smithfield, of course. Uh, and uh, Munster cheese, you know, we toasted the buns perfect, but I will tell you, we have won more competitions using a secret sauce on our sandwiches, and we did it again this year, Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, you can, uh, n- nothing against mayonnaise, uh, but uh, something about something about Chick-fil-A sauce. You know, give judges something that they're familiar with, but don't put enough of it on there that they can really pick up on what it is. <laughs> Well, and, you know, when you're looking at at barbecue in a different region, I always go and see what is the most prevalent one on the shelf, because that's what people there 
are familiar with and thinking about. And it's always amazing what you find in the grocery stores uh, as kind of the most popular thing. And it'll have that spot right in front of you. It'll have the most shelf space. Right and, at eye level. And yeah, exactly. Right at eye level. And that is, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A sauce on a turkey BLT would, re- I mean, Chick-fil-A sauce brings those flavors that everybody likes about Chick-fil-A up. And so, yeah, on a, on a turkey BLT, that'd be spot on for judging. That's awesome. So uh, that's one thing that's done well for us. Another thing, and I, I guess it was 2014, 2015, when I really made it up to the top. I think I was like number two in the world in uh, chicken at that time. My injection consisted of uh, chicken broth and Duke's mayonnaise. Really? Yep. So when I had to do a turkey competition for the DC barbecue battle, and we had to reveal our ingredients. Uh, this is on my uh, Facebook page. You can go back and you can look at the video that we had to produce for it. This was during COVID, so we weren't allowed to compete on site. We had to do uh, a uh, video of the whole thing. When If I'm going to inject a turkey, I have no qualms about taking some Duke's mayonnaise and mixing it with turkey broth. Uh, you can find it this time of year. You want to mix uh, the mayonnaise just enough so that it's you know got a viscosity that you can put through an injector, and you don't want to overdo it. Um, I think uh, you probably don't want to do more than 15% uh, by weight per pound. So take a little turkey broth, mix it with some Duke's mayonnaise, and inject it evenly into your white meat especially, and it will give you a flavor. It'll add to the moisture, and just give your your, uh, turkey breast meat another dimension that you never thought it could have. Yeah, and do you think that there's just enough fat in that mayo that it's it's creating that extra texture in the in the turkey breast what do you think about the dukes gives it that umph well first it's uh flavor my dukes has a, a pleasant flavor that i enjoy but no it's fat right yeah. uh, it's a uh it, it it's got um uh olive oil fats i think in there different different types of fats that uh don't necessarily cook out uh, as free water does when you're cooking if you're just using water for your injection and phosphates yeah so uh it uh adds adds some moisture in there that's not necessarily going to cook away it gives a little bit of flavor at the same time and um, the uh, friends of mine that have tried it the judges that have tried it again i mean that that recipe right there when i was mixing it with chicken broth uh got me to uh, uh you know one of the highest uh places i've ever been in chicken and kcbs that i've been cooking for history so uh there's something to it wow yeah and when we were and it's it's funny you mentioned the the turkey broth when we were doing really well in chicken and kcbs years ago um i actually used turkey stock instead of chicken stock to really boost that poultry flavor in the chicken it's stronger it is it's stronger and so and and you know being a competitive cook it's all about one bite it's all about getting as much of that story into that one bite and so i would always use turkey stock because you could get the orange you know quart of of turkey stock the kitchen basic stuff and it was just phenomenal in chicken thighs and i would use that in my injection for the same reason to really ump that flavor up and amp it up and give it uh, a little bit uh, more than what it had. And so, yeah, using that turkey stock, especially on turkey, but I, I used to use it on chicken. So that is, that's a great tip. And you know, so there, you, and you know what also has a lot of fat in it? What's that? Butter. 
Oh. <laughs> Everybody, Dave, take Dave, a drink. Dave. Hey, we've been talking with Charles Cridlin. He is with War Childs. Oh, okay, now, War now Child. Child. Childs. <laughs> luck, See, luck, you give Dave one drink. Luckily, we, we're in the bonus segment. Yeah, there's, there's no rules here. We don't have to call anybody <laughs> by their I, real I, name. Just, just for clarification, my name is a family name, and everybody messes it up. And I get uh, I, I answered almost everything, uh, but my closest friends call me Chili. I was going to uh, say, I bet you get Chili. And go ahead, T-Boat. Okay. Uh, off the air, you were talking about uh, something that you'd noticed with thermopins. Yes. I was wondering if you wanted to uh, elaborate. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I see this a lot when I'm, I get asked to help a lot of younger teams, uh, up and coming, uh, backyard, whatever. And uh, I watch them take the temperature of, you know, so I ask them what's the internal temperature. And I see them pick up a thermal pen, and uh, they put it all the way through so that they're actually measuring the temperature on the other side. Most often, they're sticking it straight down in from the top. So what are they measuring? They're measuring the other side that is closest to the direct heat. That is not the internal temperature. <laughs> wow, that's hot. <laughs> that can be hot. We, they can, we oh better pull gosh. that off. That's a 400-degree turkey yeah. we got here. <laughs> so I, I teach them. I teach them to take the thermal pen and put it beside the product and visualize where they want oh. the point of it to be. Because remember, only the last eighth of an inch is where that little bimetal uh, uh, conductor is that measures the temperature. That last, uh, you want to place that in the center. So hold it up so it's in the center. Put their finger uh, on the side of the uh, thermal pin so that when they actually go in and push it in from the top, it doesn't go any further down than their finger goes. Now you've gone from visualizing where the center is to actually placing it in the center and leave it there. Some thermal pins take longer than others to take a read. Some take five seconds, some are instant read. You know, I usually like to account to at least three and make sure it's not moving anywhere. So I know what that temperature is. And remember that there's also uh, carryover. Uh, if you take something out of the, uh, uh, out of the pit uh, or uh, out of your pellet uh, cooker, whatever you happen to be using. If you pull it out at 165, uh, depending upon the size of it, you can get anywhere from uh, three, five, maybe even over temperature. And if you're cooking something like uh, white meat turkey, that makes a tremendous difference in the amount of moisture loss that you're going to get and the mouthfeel that you're going to get when you start getting above 165. Wow, that's really good. So we've been talking with Chili, <laughs> Charles Cridlin, and uh, Charles. I have a last name that nobody gets right either, so I'm used to it, my buddy. <laughs> but we've been talking with Charles Cridlin. You can check him out, Wolf's Revenge Barbecue. He is a two-time Turkey Smoke Team of the Year, and uh, the website is Wolf's Revenge bbq.com that's wolf's revenge bbq.com if we've been doing a bonus segment for our podcast uh charles thanks again for being on the show we really appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. it it's been great guys thank you thank you and thank you for listening to our bonus segment here on our podcast with barbecue radio network check out barbecue radio network on facebook give us a like dave and andy need the attention Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.